Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. How the fuck are you all doing today? I am doing awesome. Today, I have Vomit from Eric Cobra here in the Metal Forge, and we are going to be talking about some awesome Midwestern steel, some awesome Midwest metal, you know. It's always fucking cool to talk to people, you know, that 
that you've kind of ran around the same circle with for a long time, but you've actually just never met. I think that's super cool when you actually finally meet and you're, you know a lot of the same people. You're like, oh, hey, cool, I know that guy. And that's kind of how it was with Vomit, you know. He's uh, from the central Illinois, and you know, Eric Cobras from central Illinois. And back in the day, my band were totally playing up in, like, Danville, Illinois quite a bit, you know, three, four times over the course of a year. And, like, I met a lot of cool people up there. And we know so many of the same people. It's just it's just really awesome to have that kind of thing where, you know, it's not... I don't know if it's like a, uh, you know, just like those acquaintances or whatever, but, you know, knowing the, knowing the same people, it's super cool to me. I like stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I can pretty much go anywhere after doing this show for so long and know somebody somewhere, along with, you know, the people that you meet in your life that just up and move and go to, like, you know, it just far away from you, or not not even that far, you know, a couple hours away. It's it's always cool to have friends in other places, too, where, you know, you, you could always go visit and have awesome fucking times and shit like that. And that's really what it's all about, is just hanging out with your friends and your people that you care about and listening to kick-ass fucking music and having some kick-ass times, you know? That's really all it's about. And, uh, you know, if you want to have a couple kids or whatever, what what the fuck ever, right? (laughs) So today, uh, like I said, it's an awesome episode. I really enjoyed talking with them. I really enjoyed playing with these guys at Blades of Steel back on October the 7th. Super rad show. They put on a killer performance. Just uh, love seeing them. But uh, Jason Gardner is back. From the Heavy Metal Wasteland. And he is here today. He's going to be talking about Summerlands. And, you know, this is a band that I've seen, like, a lot of hype on here, like, recently. I need to jump in and actually, like, really check these guys out. Because, you know, they've really been catching a lot of traction here soon. Or recently, rather. I don't know what I'm saying. It's, It's late... By the time I'm recording this, it's super late. You know, whatever. (laughs) So, you know, I did uh, say a lot during the pandemic that, you know, you need somebody to talk to, hit me up. Uh, I will talk to you, you know, just if you ever feel down and depressed, you know. Everybody goes through that, and there's no shame in that. And, you know, I'm no stranger to it either. And just know that, you know... Everyone's out there. We're all fighting the same fight individually. And, you know, people get down. People get out. You know, it it sucks. But, like, you're never alone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you might feel like you are. But, you know, if you ever need anything, just shoot me a message at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram. Uh, All of the handles are the same, metalforgeradio. And, you know, even if you just want to sit there and say, dude, you know, thanks for whatever, or not, not even a thanks, you know, sit there and say, you know, just whatever, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, shoot me that message because it means a lot to know that other people are out there. So let's go ahead and check in with Jason. We're going to hear from the heavy metal wasteland.
Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wasteland. Hope you've been well since last we spoke. And uh, it seems that I have gotten a little behind on my album recommendations. So today I'm going to double up for you and recommend two albums on the opposite sides of the metal spectrum. Uh, first one is the band Summerlands from Philadelphia area. They are on Relapse Records. This is a side project of some of the members of Eternal Champion, so um, you can probably imagine how this mostly sounds. Uh, it's power metal, but it has a pretty good uh, 80s uh, edge to it. Uh, you know, a lot of keyboard, a lot of uh, the big uh, harmonies, uh, catchy harmonies, stuff like that. So if you are into uh, power metal, I would highly recommend this album. Uh, I like it a lot. This is in my um, album of the year contention along with a few others I really liked this year. If you are uh, wanting to catch this band live, I think this is more of a recording project than a touring project, but they do play the occasional one-off fest, so keep an eye out uh, next year for the uh, you know the bigger underground metal festivals. They probably will play uh, one or two of those. So the next recommendation I got for you is the band Coffin Torture from the Greenville, Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina area. Uh, they are a two-piece uh, sludge death uh, metal hybrid. I can best describe them as high on fire, drag through tar, if you want to get the uh, scope of the speed they play. Although, they do uh, get some higher BPMs uh, every once in a while, so it's not total uh, sludge or slow metal, but predominantly it is. Um, this was recorded at the Jam Room in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, world-renowned. A lot of uh, classic albums recorded there. Also, the Witch Pit album I had on earlier this year on the Wasteland was recorded there as well. So if you listen to that, the production is on par uh, with that one. They got a little experimental on this one. Uh, some pretty cool stuff, some dulcimers and some uh, theremins and stuff like that in there. So a little, ex little bit experimental as well. But yeah, if you're into slow, sludgy music, I'll, uh, you know, I Hate God or um, I Said High on Fire, maybe a little bit of Sleep, although you know not as long. Um, yeah, check these guys out. Uh, they're on Sludge Lord Records out of England. They have a vinyl coming out in February. Right now it's only available on digital. And I think a sold out limited edition cassette, which I ordered one of those. So I'll have that soon. And uh, I recently had the drummer for this band on my podcast, The Ailhorn. Uh, so look it up on YouTube or on my Patreon, um, which is uh, patreon.com slash the Ailhorn. And uh, yeah, so either one of these is pretty good, pretty short, right to the point. So uh, you can probably listen to one in the morning, one in the afternoon on your way to and from work. Like I said, uh, 35 minutes or so uh, each. And, uh, yeah, so that's all i got for this week. Um, hopefully you have discovered something from uh, the Wasteland. If so, uh, please let me and Mark know. Uh, you know, we love to hear, uh, you know, comments and feedback, you know, whether it's good or bad. That's uh, what, what keeps you going and, you know, helps you get better. So, um, as always, guys, uh, stay safe, stay heavy. Uh, thanks again, Mark, for giving me a few minutes to uh, tell your listeners about my uh, albums I think everyone should know about and uh, also stay warm it's starting to get pretty damn cold out there already 
And uh, as always, guys, we'll see you next time. Take care. Dude, Jason, thank you so fucking much. That is awesome. Summerlands, I didn't know, was actually a uh, Eternal Champion kind of side project thing, which is really rad as hell. And Coffin Torture, you know, throwing in a double shot there for us this week. Dude, they sound amazing. I'm going to check them out as well. And hopefully we can get some of these bands on the Metal Forge to get some interviews. So, let's go ahead and kick this show off with some Eric Cobra. This is Nailed to the Thieves' Cross. Yeah. 
All right, Metalheads, this week I have Vomit from Eric Cobra, and we actually just played with him, and we, I mean, my band Overload, you know who that is, so we just played with these guys at Blades of Steel 2 at Club Garibaldi in Milwaukee for Randy Castor. Dude, what the fuck is up? How you doing, Mark? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we here just a couple of weeks ago, you know, back in Milwaukee, and playing some shows and shit and i mean here we are now <laughs> yeah yeah i could tell you're a cool dude and i was uh i don't know if you from observation i was having a good time myself i think i had a little bit too much to drink but dude that's that's the that's like the podcast is like metal but it's also metal culture like you know you had said you'd listen to uh uh beth and harlot uh harlots and hellions uh you know, to listen to see what the show was about, but it's all about the metal culture. And I think sometimes, you know, the drink is the metal culture too. I would have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> so since, you know, this, I'm going to tangent this right now and say, what's your uh, drink of choice? I don't get too crazy. I know the beer of choice for the band, um, would probably be the high life. If my guitar player wants to drink beer, he don't drink beer, but if he's like, I want to have a beer. I'll go. We'll, we'll do the high life, but uh, usually probably just uh, the Bud, uh, Bud whatever Budweiser, it, whatever's cheapest. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, Screamer was with uh, their their merch was set up next to ours that that night, and uh, the singers from Sweden and well, I guess most of the bands from Sweden, and we were getting a good a good kick out of uh, the Budweiser cans. Have freedom, real big across the can. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. Freedom. We're getting a big chuckle out of that. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny shit. And it's like, <laughs> my gosh, it's like, come on, guys. It's like, could you <laughs> American beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that whole setup was pretty cool. The, uh, with the way the the merchant stuff was set up to the to the way the room was, and dude, go ahead. Yeah, Randy works his butt off. I feel like he just kicks butt when he's booking these shows. I mean, that one you could tell. You know he. He tries to provide us with metal. Yeah, absolutely. And he's been like a staple point up there for mm-hmm. for doing shows for so long. It's like, you know, when I, some of the friends that I've had down here in Louisville are, were playing his shows and I was just like, all right, well, I want to see what this dude's about. And I saw some of these lineups that he was putting on and some of his other, you know, other festival type shows that he's uh, put on. And it's like, holy shit, this is this is rad, you know? Yeah, he's uh, he's not he's not afraid to roll the dice. That's for sure. I know you had the leeway the next day and uh, dude drove. I don't know how far away, but 14 hours, I think, or maybe even farther to play that night. And he's yeah fighting, fighting cancer and everything else. It's freaking awesome. Absolutely, that was like a total. And when it, when I saw that 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 had happened, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's insane!" And yeah. it's like you know, round of applause to to Randy for doing stuff like that. Heck yeah! You know, keeping the keeping the Milwaukee metal alive. Hell yeah! And you know, and and for the people out there that do that, all just all around, like Dustin and Indy at Black Circle, and you know. Uh, in Louisville here we've got a few people in Terry Harper you know just like they they keep the shows alive and they keep bringing in awesome people you know like like Venom Inc and Anvil and all of these awesome fucking bands 
So yeah, definitely kudos to to the promotion game because you know it's what we need. Yeah, that's uh, I couldn't imagine taking that on. It's like, oh man, to put to you know to take risks and stuff like that on on oh, bands and yeah, absolutely, definitely. So, all right, let's talk about Air Cobra. Tell tell the Metal Forge listeners about the band. Air Cobra, uh, it's a rock band. <laughs> well, you saw it. You saw it there, right? Yeah, uh, I've seen it. yeah. It's uh, we like to we like to play it old school. We like to we like to try to mix the mix the old school with the new school. We don't want to. We love uh, the big you know new wave of heavy metal movement, but we also like um, like first wave black metal. We like we like sleaze metal and hair metal, and we're kind of trying to just throw it in a pot and see what comes out with that and i feel like i feel like uh we're pretty happy with the product uh now it's just we're getting convincing you guys to like it definitely so looking at the metal archives here and i do cite these guys a lot they've got you listed as blackened heavy metal they do yeah which is an interesting thing because you know uh friends of mine in like uh ritual moon and black knife and Wraith, you know, are yeah. all like black thrash style. But like so the it's like the new wave of traditional heavy metal but with that black metal influence, so it would be black and heavy metal. Right. Yeah, and then you could easily say, well, what, is it venom? I'm like, well, kind of. But like I if you could just make well, Wasp is like to me when I listen to Wasp is the heaviest thing ever. But um, if you could take that and just make it a little bit heavier, maybe like if you just take Wasp and Venom and smash them together, that's what we're trying to. I don't want to say we're outright trying to rip those bands off, but you know how it goes. No, the it's the influence, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we want. We want, yeah, like just sleazy black metal. Like it's not black metal, though. It's like that, <laughs> that's the that's the I hate that conversation, the genre conversation. I don't hate it, but I know I get uh, you. Yeah. Based on the look, though, like the 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 picture that you all have on your archive page, you totally got like that black metal look. But you know, listening to you guys, yeah, you're not really as black metal as the image, you know, because uh, you've got uh, your. I guess it's your drummer here, where he has the fucking spiked shoulder pad and <laughs> like Legion of Doom style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah yeah. So like, I don't know. I think it's the best way. I when I imagine Eric Cobra, I imagine like Escape from L.A. Like okay, or like Escape from New York, like something like that. And uh, that's probably the most like cringy conversation you're gonna have with your bandmates. Is like, what are we gonna look like? And it's like, well, let's just look like the way we want to look like, and that's that's what came out. So right, right, right. I get that. So it shows here that y'all started around 2011. Yes, that's true. And from 2011 on, you've had some EPs and some single releases all the way up until this past year here. Uh, Actually, you know, uh, back in March, y'all released Midwestern Steel. Yep. So the the first full length. Yeah, first full length. It took us 10 years to get an album out. Wow, <laughs> we uh, g- good thing because now we have uh, the actual Eric Cobra lineup. So the official lineup, we've went through a lot of members and 
never have we split with any of them on bad terms. Um, just, you know, a lot can happen in 10 years and people's lives change and, and they move on or do other things. And this, the ones that stuck around are here and now we're ripping or trying to keep the thing going, but we ain't going anywhere. This is the strongest we've been. I feel like, and, uh, I think we're going to try to do another one next or we're actually going to writing an album too currently because I feel like we're compensating for what we didn't do in the early, the early years. Now we're ready to put our nose to the grindstone and crank, crank some songs out. Definitely. And it says it was an independent release. Did, I mean, is it a total independent release or did you have somebody do the vinyl for you or what's up? Uh, we had, oh my goodness. I don't remember who did our vinyl. Um, that's why I need a guitar player on these cars, on these phone calls or these things. Um, yeah, we, we had a company out of, out of Europe do our pressing for the vinyl. Um, we, we just, we did that ourselves or we didn't do ourselves, but okay. So when you're asking if we did everything ourselves, no, yeah, we had another company do the vinyl. Um, we had, we obviously hired the promotion or PR type okay. company. So, but technically yeah, we, we, we try to do everything inside um, just to see how it goes, Definitely. I guess. So I guess what I'm asking is, it wasn't put out by like a Skull Records or High Roller or you know uh, Shadow Kingdom or anybody like that. This is straight up you all. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I and mean, if you know any of those, anybody in those labels, go ahead and give them give them, <laughs> give them the shout out. Yeah, tag, yeah. <laughs> tag them in the comments below, kind of thing. <laughs> Which is interesting because you know a lot of bands. You know, don't go straight out and and do vinyl on the first outing. Yeah, you've been been around for ten years, so you've had the the time to calculate what you need to do. Yeah, we yeah, you, you definitely find out what works and what doesn't. I think the vinyl was a good and it was a good choice on our parts. Um, we it's kind of funny because we've always pressed CDs and then we just kind of skipped out on CDs this this scale around. We, we have full intention on doing CDs, um, and it just have not yet. So definitely, yeah. The CD market is very, very weird these days because I know with my band we still sell the shit out of CDs. I'm sure if we had vinyl, we could probably sell the shit out of some vinyl too. But it's like I don't necessarily want to, uh, you know, make that big undertaking, and and with especially with the pressing plants being still in a lot of disarray with, you know, being, being behind on pressing. I don't know if I, if I could actually wait, uh, like some people wait like 12, 13 months, 14 we, months uh, to get it. It's a long one. It's a long one. Yeah. We wait a long time actually. And it is, it, they said it shift and it, it just arrived two days, like not even two days, uh, it longer than two days, but it was quick with it coming from Europe. I was like, Completely blown away how fast it came when it when they when they did when we received the confirmation that they shipped. Definitely. So so yeah, it was like they shipped it and there it was. You know, I use a uh, banner buzz to create our backdrops and stuff, and they're based in India, 
And I've had that same thing where it's like it says that it shipped on at 3 p.m. on Monday, and I've got it on like Wednesday. <laughs> it's like what? It's can't beat it. It's the whole world away. Come on. <laughs> it's like how do you do this? And it's like and it's shipping ground. <laughs> right. Yeah. You ne- never know what to expect. Oh, absolutely. So you're you said you kind of let the cat out of the bag a second ago. You are writing for album two. We are, yeah. Um, we're. It's kind of funny because we can do since we have been a band for a while, we can do the Van Halen thing and pull from the releases that probably went under the radar as EPs. Um, in emergency situation, we, m- we might do that. There's a couple of the old songs I think would sound freaking awesome with the new band, the new members. Um, so I think we might throw a couple of those on there, maybe, or do all new ones. I think we we'll probably have enough material to do it an album right now um if we really wanted to um but i think i think that over the next couple of months this this winter that's like the, the finding that balance uh right writing and playing shows and not for it's like people forget they exist within a month you're writing and then you're like man we got to play at least one show and then you, you start rehearsing for that show and then you kind of get out of writing mindset it's just kind of kind of weird finding that balance i feel like yeah absolutely you know that's one of the things with us how our approach is is my drummer has worked his at his uh at his job for like 26 years and and during uh during november and december they go fucking crazy on the hours um I will say that he works for a shipping company. I'm not going to say who, but so there's a lot of packages that are going through, and sure. you know there were you know where you're normally working your uh, eight to ten hours, you're on the upwards of looking at twelve to fourteen. Oh yeah, there's and yeah, so our yeah after after like the second week of November, we're kind of shot on doing any shows until. You know, probably the second week of January because then they've got all the return packages. You know, from stuff that you know, shipping the Christmas gifts back back to Amazon and shit. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, Uh, that was a thing. Well, half the band worked at Guitar. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, worked at Guitar Center. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. But yeah, they. You could call them the Evil Empire. It's all good. So during the holidays, I mean, obviously you're not going to have much time. So that was just, we were in the same boat. Um, now they're just unemployed losers. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that's that's the heart. And then so actually, we just came off our since releasing the album, we did a little week and a half run there, and uh, our bass player is. I'm just like. Sh- Giving, giving you all the juice about the guys yeah. in the band um works for the the school district and so he's he was pretty hammered on time and we had a our good buddy chris from uh his one man black metal thing passiondale he he filled in for us and he he's been kicking butt and luckily our bass player and him actually get along pretty well or and he was kind enough to show Chris the songs and stuff and uh, yeah and then it works out see that's awesome that you can do that and 
you have somebody there who can pick up and take over if like somebody can't make it. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that should be a more normalized thing. Yeah, you've got your core group, but, you know, it's not like, you know, they're a fill-in, they're a fill-in member. It's not like they're an actual part of it. They're just there to, to, to help you guys out, you know, or right. to help it's somebody like being, out. Exactly. It's like being married to three dudes or, or if you have a female and a man, it's like just so complicated So sometimes the interpersonal dealings. Um, but luckily we all pretty tight so it works out see and, and that's that's real brotherhood right there is you know being able to look past anything like that and say well dude it's not like you're being fired or nothing it's like we get you yeah, right. you know we get that you can't do it because of work however you know this is with the opportunity we've got show must go on exactly <laughs> exactly see and that's you know i think that should be like i said i think that should be a more normalized thing you know, and unless you're, you're, it's somebody who is a super integral part of the band, you know, like you're, you're the vocalist, you know, and it's, and obviously this is, you know, your, your thing. This is your baby as it is. So that might be a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that I wouldn't, I, first off, I don't think I, I'm trying to, how do I say this without, um, yeah, missing a show. It's probably the last some. Um, how do I say this uh, politically? Not politically. Uh, uh, I know what you mean. It's like I don't think yes. Lemmy. I don't think uh, Phil Campbell and, and Mickey D would have ever replaced Lemmy from playing a show. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's, I would like to see Phil from. Uh, that would be kind of cool. Uh, from Thin Lizzy fill in for uh, for uh, Lemmy, or have Lemmy fill in and Thin Lizzy. That would be freaking cool. That would have been interesting because, you know, they were such good friends. Hell yeah. You know, that would be really interesting. So, I mean, I'm actually looking at the, the, it's funny that you brought up Thin Lizzy because in, in the metal forge here above the bass cabs, you know, the old bass cabs that I don't take to shows anymore. <laughs> I have like the iconic live shot of Phil Lenot and like, where he's just hammering away on the fucking fender bass and shit and hell yeah yeah it's such a such a rad dude i wish he he would have lived longer i would have loved to like seen what he was able to do in into the 90s and 2000s in music yeah no it's we're instead of uh what would jesus do bracelets we do we wear an air cobra what would phil do yeah. Uh, no, I wish. If we had those, that'd be awesome. That would be. But, uh... <laughs> uh, we were talking about, uh, and I, me and a few friends were talking the other day about that as, uh, as a what would Lemmy do kind of thing. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, obviously, uh, it would have started with mixing the the methamphetamine with your Jack right. and Coke. That's where the fucking, that's where it would start. That's then, exactly where it starts, yeah. And, and then... And then you would go, okay, well, let's approach this this way. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's what, man, I really messed up and didn't get to see Motorhead live. Uh, oh. I was a different place, I think. I, I don't know. When, when I don't know. Yeah, I, I only got to the once. Good. I only got to the once, and it was three months before he passed. And I, uh. yeah, and it, I was luckily, lucky enough to... To see the first full show of that tour. 
which oh. was in Indianapolis. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it was totally, it was totally great. It's like even though he was still sick and everything, the magic was still there. That's what everybody said. He, he was just kicking all the ass up until the end, up until the very, very end. So, oh yeah, that's right for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean. Um, they really they they recorded the their like their last show in Berlin, which was in like November. It it's in it was insane. So like and they, and they actually released it too. So that's that's cool stuff. So any idea on when you know, like you said, you've got the idea for the second album. You want to start writing songs and at a at a far distant, you know, if you have to pull from previous EPs, I get that. Uh, so is there an idea on when you want to have it done by? If I would pay attention at band practice, there is actual perceived date, but I, I think we still have a lot to, a lot of conquest, uh, for Midwestern steel. So I think, 23 i'm most definitely 23 um i'd like to start off the beginning of next year hammering away some shows with uh, midwestern steel i feel like there's a lot to left to conquer with that out with that album um man i we played that we played that first run after recording um st louis that's what i was telling you before we did this their scene right now is freaking popping uh that was probably the most rowdy show we played in a long time and it's been a long time since I've seen people sing our lyrics. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen that uh, outside of our hometown. So that was really cool. Um, I mean, three hours away, but still, I was you like, know, man, St. Louis has got it going on with metal, that's for sure. Definitely. I will say this. That blew me away as well because playing at Blades of Steel, seeing, you know, the few people that were in there and there was there was one chick that was standing up next to the stage like right in, right in the line of fire type stuff singing one of our songs and i was like holy shit it's like she knows yeah. she knows the lyrics to my song it's like hey when we're eight hours away and stuff and it's like That's and, awesome. then, and then talking to her after the show she's like yeah you know i listened to gunslinger and i listened to like everything you guys put out on Bandcamp, and it's like this was my favorite song i was hoping you were going to play it and i was like fuck that's awesome yeah. <laughs> thank you that's why we do it right oh absolutely heck yeah absolutely yeah i mean we need to get you guys down to louisville for sure i would love that Hell i yeah. uh yeah that's something i because i i think i added one of the dudes in the freaking black knife guy that that, that band is freaking awesome i like oh, them they're, uh, they're Hell chicken Wolf. yes from yes hell wolf from black knife yeah he's he is a uh He's one of the only people that's been on the Metal Forge in the in the podcast era as a reforged episode, which is really cool because there's only been a couple, um, I think three to date, and he's one of them because he is such a badass and such a DIY person in general. He and I love him. He supports the uh, the Metal Forge and and everything as much as can. I know he uh, I know he listens to every single episode, and he's just like. You know, because he'll he'll tell me he's like, dude, I really liked this part in this interview, and I was like, oh man, cool, thanks. Or he'll be like, thanks for the shout out. So yeah, uh, totally give out a uh, another shout out to to Josh. You know, Hellwolf. You uh, you said it earlier. I just like this like 
what's going on in the Midwest right now um, in metal, I think, is really freaking cool. I think. Yeah, a there's, there's a lot. Yeah, it's just awesome stuff. I mean, there's, you know, and everything, it's interesting because every, like, city has, like, this, like, little little scene of their own kind of thing. Like, you know, you're in, in uh, central Illinois, and you guys have always had a good scene up there. You've all you've all had some awesome bands like Seven Year Existence. You've had uh, Corruptor. Now you've got Blood of Heroes up there. Uh, back in the day, Low Twelve. Oh man, that's way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love Pete. Pete's Pete's good peeps. Uh, I don't get to talk to him as much as I as I used to, but yeah, total total cool stuff. And then like Indy and. Um, and Fort Wayne have some amazing people that are that are there playing music. Uh, Bloomington, Indiana, has some awesome fucking people like Throne of Iron and Ice Howl. And, you know, and even when you're getting into like uh, Ohio, I was telling you how we were how we went to Akron the night after the Milwaukee show and Emerald Rage in Akron, and then obviously because it's so close to Cleveland, you've got people up in Cleveland like Destructor and all that so oh. it, it it's all like there's a lot of pockets of bands that are all centralized and it would be really cool if somebody you know threw something together no oh, dude yeah that's uh, you know and I'm not cutting yeah. into like I'm not cutting into Joey's uh, show territory here like with Full Terror Assault because that is amazing what he does uh, and a lot of those bands are on that sh- on those shows, and I think it, you just have to have a pair of balls as big as Randy's, yeah, <laughs> to, <you're... laughs> or Joey. You know what I mean? Like to be a show promoter, you got to have a yeah. A big it's set, not. I feel like, dude, I pr- I put on some shows here in in Louisville, and it is you know it is a fucking it's a sick game sometimes for damn sure. Yeah, that would be cool. I, yeah, man, I that's just. Yeah, I can my infinite praise on my on my behalf. Oh, for sure, for sure. So awesome! We've got some cool stuff to look forward to. Hopefully, some new some new stuff by the end of twenty three for you guys, and just fucking in full support of Midwestern Steel. Hell yes! That's fucking rad as shit. I am so excited for it because you know watching you guys, I was like, all right, these fucking guys, you know, they fucking kick ass, and. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that. Definitely. So I want to get into some general profile questions about you as a person. You know, these are these are pulled from a uh, a deck of cards. Let me do the airheads thing here. <laughs> All right. Those uh, sound like uh, cards to me. Uh, they do. <laughs> so these are all about everything there's there's no set pattern you can interpret a lot of these questions into various things whether it's like you know film life fucking music life just real life shit bring it on what is the last thing that you've done that you're extremely proud of midwestern seal that was like nine months ago (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you haven't done nothing proud since then? <laughs> uh, I guess no, not. No, Go to the bathroom it. on the way to Milwaukee. I didn't ask to have a potty break. No, <laughs> It's like three hours. Oh, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, dude, I, 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 I say that in jest because, yes, putting out an album is a huge fucking undertaking. 
a lot of people don't know what it's like to actually get into the meat and potatoes of that. It's oh, not man, the wheels almost fall off. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. You know when you're, you're like, why? Why are we writing an album? You know what I mean? It's like when you're working out or doing something like that. You're like, why am I working out or why am I driving five five hours to play this show? What am I doing? Like, is oh that always? Anytime you're doing something that's freaking good, probably going to be awesome. You always, I, I, it seems like I've run into that so many times in life. Like, why am I like just completely destroying myself? To do right. this. It's it's the labor of love thing when you're in the yeah. ele- when you're in the eleventh hour and you're fighting over the fucking the bridge riff. Was it played this way or this way? And then when you get that piece back and you you know you you get your own production back and you pull off the fucking cellophane and you pop it into your own fucking either record player or CD player or nowadays tape player and yeah. and you just give it a listen on your own with no one else around and then you're just like I made this that's right and absolutely that yes that is definitely something to fucking be proud of yeah for sure uh, I'm gonna say aside from going to metal shows okay aside from like going to shows do you have a favorite thing you do for like a guy's night out Oh my goodness! Well, yeah, I like to run naked through the cemetery. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I knew like it. To, yes, uh, picnics at midnight. Look at the stars at look up the stars at, at night. Uh, no, I don't. What do I like to do with the dudes? Well, well, I mean, you did say run naked through the cemeteries so. uh, with with dudes. Yes, yes. Yes, For the that's guys probably number out. one. Guys night out, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny because um, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. I was so excited to get our vinyl to um, oh, I just wanted to have a vinyl so I can just do just do drugs off the vinyl, and then you quit doing drugs, and then you get the vinyl. And you're like, well, well, shit, now I can't do drugs off the vinyl. That's probably something I would have done with the guys, but I get that never happened. Never happened. <laughs> I get that, and it's probably a good thing that you're not doing them because you know putting out awesome stuff, you know, you know, kind of kind of limits that. What was the one thing that you begged your parents for, and they finally gave it to you? Uh, crisscross crash Hot Wheels. I got two. I got got one, and then because I was just a complete terror as a child, destroyed it, and I got another one the next year. I was a spoiled little prick. Wow. So one one year you got the Chris, and then you got the Chris. <laughs> <laughs> got it again next year. I begged. Oh, my gosh. Begged for Hot Wheels were the shit. You know. Or still are. I mean, I like I like them now, and it's such a weird market. You know, you think toy collectors are weird on stuff like just no matter what it is, there is somebody out there that's going to collect something regardless. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the Hot Wheels market is insane. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, yeah. My only basis with it is, well, obviously for me a kid, but if they're making like expansion packs on video games based off of Hot Wheels, like, I mean, yeah, it's obviously pretty special. You know, that's the interesting thing to me. I just thought of this, that 
possibly the four biggest toy collections are all produced by the same company. Huh. Yeah. Barbie. Uh, a lot of people collect Barbie. A lot of people collect Hot Wheels. A lot of people collect Masters of the Universe figures. And a lot of people collect wrestling figures, namely the WWE stuff. So those four comp- those four like different fandoms are being produced by Mattel. Just the one percenters. Yeah, yeah, right. Darn it! Like, I wish I would have told you that uh, it was a Barbie that I, I really. <laughs> I would probably would have came up to the same conclusion. <laughs> My mind works insane. It's insane, you know. I'm, I'm a I'm a bassist and a vocalist, and you know we we're just fucking nuts, dude. Like for real, it's like insanity from the word go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what book do you think should be mandatory for everyone on the planet to read? Oh. What's his name's The Art of War? That, that ancient Chinese general. Uh, I don't know. I'm pulling Sun that out Zou. of there. Sun Tzu. Yeah. I pulled that out. Of, I have never even read that book, but that's the yeah. first one that popped <laughs> in my head. Like, seems like one that everybody should read. Yeah. Um, dude, you know what? That's one thing that I think the only books I can I have like the only books I can probably sit down to read are anything about ancient warfare so um I think the last book I read a chapter of was a a book about Napoleon so yeah that's a bad question for me awesome well no I mean I think with like the the name of the band and and everything so there's obviously some bit of like warfare interest now, yeah. Now, yeah. Have, now, have you actually been able to write songs based off of stuff like that? We actually, Air Cobra on Midwestern Steel is about um, just two war or two pilots battling it out. That's the whole song. It's about a the dog fight. Allied pilot. Yep, yep. Just about a dog fight. Uh, we went all Iron Maiden on that one, and uh, that's probably the, the song that means the most to me on the album. That one and uh, the very last song put out the Eastern Pyres, um, but yeah, yeah. There's some warfare on there. There's and then tre- treacherous waters of the soul divide. It's it's about. I mean, how do you write a Viking song when you you know you live in an ocean of cornfields? It's kind of hard, you know. But uh, we tried our best on that one for sure. I can get that. Yeah, uh, and and my my answer to that would be White Line Fever. Okay. Which is the Lemmy autobiography. I think everyone that's needs bad. to read that. I would I haven't read it myself. Yeah, that's oh, take care. You should. It it's good. It's like he's sitting next to you telling you the story. I'm surprised my, my fiance hasn't pushed that onto me because she loves autobiographies. Oh yeah? Yeah, there's yeah. some really good ones out there. Uh the Lemmy autobiography, like I said, White Line Fever is amazing. Uh Confess by Rob Halford is amazing. Uh, yeah. uh, the Tony Iommi uh, book Iron Man is amazing. You know, it's like they're all like very well written. You know, for you know having ghostwriters and stuff like that. And I think honestly, I think Rob did his own, and he actually narrates the audio book, which is cool. That 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 alone is a reason to get yeah heck yeah yeah, yeah. He, he just go to Audible and listen to listen to Confess by Rob Halford. And so Audible, are you sponsored by them? No, I wish. <laughs> I, re- I really wish, you know, and I probably shouldn't have 
shouldn't have said to, to do that because now they're probably like, hey fuck we got free advertisement and then they realize who it is and they're like fucking be part name out <laughs> uh what specific uh work of art do you admire the most uh oh man i'll get canceled if i say it i'm kidding um and i said work of art which art is subjective yeah so, well so this could be album too Oh, it's actually a uh, Kiss um, Psycho Circus. That's the greatest artwork of all time. Ooh. No, no, no. Please I'm don't. Kidding. Oh, my God. I am so glad. <laughs> no, I said that because I know if uh, my guitar player listens to this, he'll be like, what the fuck? What is wrong with you? Are you insane? He should listen to this. I'm sure he will. I, there was an. Um, there was somebody. There it was an episode just here recently where that album got brought up. And. They they sang the psycho circus like like the 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 chorus and it's like God damn <laughs> that's freaking awesome. Um, you know what? It, but while you're thinking about that, I will say while that is shitty fucking artwork for a shitty fucking album, the concept of the album cover was really cool where it was like the little the holographic kind of or not holographic I had it I, I bought that yeah heck yeah, yeah. I, you know what I still have a copy I still have my original copy from 1996 <laughs> that's my introduction to Kiss was I, I, I told my mom I'm like I gotta listen to, I wanna listen to metal and she's like okay well we're gonna go to the K's merchandise I don't even know if that, that was a chain at one point and I just picked the most absurd thing I could find and that was it a holographic like, circus freaking thing and I was like this is it this is what we're going to do that's funny they, that was your uh, your introduction to Kiss because mine was dazed and confused okay because they you know at the very end of the movie when they're when they're all going to have the party at the at the uh, like the radio tower they're playing rock and roll all night and they've got the two statues painted up like gene and paul and it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's what that's where mine was uh, i'm gonna go on the record and just say and i'm gonna keep that as my answer as my final answer is psycho circus be- okay <laughs> no no <laughs> no i mean hey i hope that like somebody hears that and they're like uh i wish like everybody you know when you play music you everybody dreams of uh, you know, a little bit of fame and if there was ever a time that discredits me, it would be It'd that's be what I'd want. I'd want that as a headline. Singer Rivera Cobra. <laughs> Psycho Circus. Circus is the greatest piece of art of all time. So you just brought it up about the you know, the whole being famous thing, which plays in directly to the next question is what is one of the biggest cons you would think of being famous would be? Uh I would say probably being approached by people all the time for okay. me i uh i'm really already socially awkward anyway so i can imagine just you know being bombarded just gonna go get a cup you know getting a cup of coffee or something that'd get pretty i think that'd get pretty exhausting be like seeing the meme of danzig where he's carrying the cat litter exactly yeah that <laughs> the burden of that for sure <laughs> Or uh, my that's that's one of my favorites, but my personal favorite is the one where James Hetfield is is like in shorts and flip flops and a white shirt, and he's like you know suburbanite dad 
it like holding the like the Dolce Gabbana bag or whatever. I just want to get all paparazzi on Watain. I want to like follow Eric around in his home to freaking wherever he lives and be and just have a camera and be like, I know he's wearing. Yeah, one of the, those guys have to have like comfy pajamas. They can't be going to sleep in freaking leather. I mean, <laughs> they might be, but in my head, I just want to see. I want to catch one of them in like Mickey Mouse pajamas. Because <laughs> that's what I wear. Dis like being a dis nerd <laughs> is, is the is the proper term for it. I think. But what is it? Dis nerd. Oh. Instead, you're a nerd for Disney. It's a dis nerd. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, that's actually a thing. They're they're like Trekkie, to... they're like Trekkies. They're a group. I think my neighbors are because they're always wearing Disney shirts. Like as grown adults, when they come outside, the whole family has the same, the same like Disney. <laughs> they're all wearing mouse jeans. ears. <laughs> yes, yes, I swear to God, I promise you. <laughs> Which I could get that. I I know I know a couple that are, and it's cool. It's cool because I hey, if if I could, I'd go probably once or. Not twice a year, but I'd probably go like once every couple of years. Dude, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I've been one time, but I was one years old. One oh year old. One years? Yeah. I was one years old. So I do have one more question. But before we get into it, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today? Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Eric Hover guys. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think I told them that we're doing this today. I was, um,. Anybody who's booked the band in the last year or the last 10 years, um, Frontal Assault Dudes, they're awesome. If you haven't heard them, check them out. Um, let's see. We have Degree to Signal here in Danville, uh, Jake Surd's band. Oh, yeah, um, I know Jake. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be uh, Central 74. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, yeah. I haven't thought of Jake in a long time. I was like, when you said, it, I was like, holy shit, I know <laughs> Jake Surd. Yeah, I think they're playing a big Halloween show here in town. Uh, end of this month. Nice. Yeah. Um, Ryan James Dio. No, I really can't think of it anymore. Awesome. Um, no. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think. Absolutely. Speaking of Dio, have you seen the the movie? The documentary or whatever it is. I've been asked that. Somebody asked me that on Facebook. I, I have not. And where, where where is that located? Uh, I was assuming it was at like AMC theaters. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's actually a real. It's like it's real. It's a real release, Pinocchio. Um, you know. So yeah, like um, I haven't got. I, I went to see the Anvil documentary. Okay. In the theater a couple weeks back, and like the next night, the Dio one was playing. And I was just like, man, could I go back to the theater the next day? It's like, I could, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. Well, I got to check that out. I didn't know. Man, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, somebody mentioned on Facebook that so I need to check that out. Yeah. We, uh, we did a full cover, a full deal. So actually, that's on YouTube. If you um, if you go deep into the dark spaces of YouTube, not really. But yeah. it's, it's on there. We did a full... Um, Ward goings here in town and Champagne does a uh, a big benefit called the Great Cover Up, and we played that and we did deal one year. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Hell yeah. yeah! I think Fish used to do that stuff live all the time. Where their Halloween shows, they would go dressed as a band and play an entire set, or like they would pick like an album from the band and would cover the band that whole album. 
Oh, hell yeah. That's yeah, awesome. like, I think they did the White Album one year from, like, the Beatles, and it was like, shit, man, that's like 26 songs. <laughs> have you ever have you ever done one? Have you ever done a cover set like that? No, I've never done a cover set, no. That's like, it's like a, yeah, it's like a double-sided sword there. Like, it's cool, you're playing these, these songs and stuff, but then, like, you invest all this time into it, and then you, you stop doing the original stuff, and then we like when we do it, we get we get so obsessed with it, and then we did Molly Crew last year, or this this last one because it's a, it, it's been going on for like thirty years, and it was great because we only did two weeks of practice, and I got I got let off the chip, let off the the hook there since I was doing Vince, and I would forget the lyrics, but I don't think anybody realized it. So. <laughs> I was That's... just about to say that. It's like, <laughs> are you doing like Vince from now? Dude, Def Leppard blew them all. Like, that, on that last stadium run, uh, uh, Def Leppard was pristine every like, that night at least I saw him. You, um, you know, that's f- so messed up because like I, I've seen conflicting things about this and like apparently that like that is a track with what Vince is doing because his consistency is the same from the last tour that they did in like 08 he still sang the same exact way where he's still out of breath missing missing words and apparently I've I've been told that that was a track which I've also been told that the poison deal was a track also with Brett Really, I want to put it past them, those two guys, right? But, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, and you know, Paul Stanley's doing it now, and apparently Alice is too. And it's just like, man, it's like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, at this point in their career, if they're keeping the legacy going. I mean, I, I don't ever want you know your legacy bands like that to die. I just want them to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. Just become androids and let Elon Musk uh, turn them into like cyborgs or something. It's gonna be. It's going. gonna be. I think it's gonna be more like Futurama, where their heads are gonna be in in yeah, jars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, to me, I I kind of view it as the uh, as the the two face deal in the Dark Knight. You know, you either die a hero or you see yourself. Li- uh, you live so long to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Singing to tracks is the villain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or lip syncing to tracks is the villain. I'll say that. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, bad, it's what it is. I guess. I mean, it it's what it is. Alice Cooper kicked ass. Yeah, he just destroyed. Always does. Saw, always does. Yeah, never fails. So, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp page, buy merch, support these guys, because they're out there, they're doing it, they're they're going to shows, you know, five, six, ten hours away at some points, and, you know, they're kicking fucking ass, and that's what metal and shit's all about. So, click those links, buy those CDs, buy that merch, do whatever you can. Final party on. Qu- yeah, party on, Wayne. Uh, final question of the day. Have you ever been kicked out of anything? And if so, what was it? Uh, kicked out of a hardcore show for hardcore uh, moshing. What? <laughs> yeah, got kicked out of a hardcore show. Uh, actually, so there was a hardcore show at a church here in town. And when you're young, dumb, and full of blood... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you just you just you gotta puff up and go into the hardcore show and 
show him who's boss, right? No, it's like so. Right when the moshing started, like the, the me and my buddy were the, I guess the culprit, the main culprit. We got ejected from the venue immediately. I wish it was way more. It sounds like a rock star deal, but it wasn't. Um, it was like right when we started moshing, it was over. They, they were like, "No, get these hooligans out of here." Like, <laughs> You're the one that booked the hardcore show at the church. You know, and that's a thing. That seems to be a common thing. We had here in Jeffersonville, Indiana, they had a alternative faith-based church that had hardcore shows twice a, a month. And it's like, what? Wait a minute. How is this a thing? <laughs> I feel like... Uh, yeah, yeah. No... Metal guys would probably, I don't want to put the two in separate groups, but I think like metal guys would be a little bit more respectable to their surroundings than hardcore kids. Uh, I feel like they go a little bit more cr- little ham at, at shows than, I, I can't say that because I haven't been to every metal show in every, you know, state in America. So, you know, metal shows in, on the West Coast could be ignorant. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel like you put a hardcore band in there, and or, like the Chicago hardcore shows are just bonkers. Like you might as well—I don't even know—you put a helmet on and put a mouth guard and go into those things, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Vomit. Thank you so much for coming onto the Metal Forge this week. This has been awesome. And from Midwestern Steel, what are we going to play out today? You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. What do I you- would have. I would be punched in the face by the guys if I didn't say Midwestern Steel. Awesome. So, title track from the album. You heard him. This is from Eric Cobra. This is Midwestern Steel.
tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code Metalforge to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy. And they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats. They're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby.
Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Hey, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. 
You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.